what's going on? Welcome to this Wednesday Word episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo, joined by my pal, my partner here on the Wednesday Word. In fact, the founder, the one who I stole the whole idea from, B-Rad, David Bradley from the Cardone Solutions Podcast, which you need to go check out on your favorite podcast app. What's going on, B-Rad? Hello, hello. This is going to be uh, the, the, the trifecta. Ooh. This week's word will be the trifecta. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about discipline. Uh, last week, we talked about mindset and how those are connected. So lay this one on me. What is the third pillar, the trifecta, the tie together of those two words? Skill. Skill. Wait, why skill? Skill, skill, skill. So, so for those of you listening, regardless of your position, where you're at. If you're a general manager, if you're a GSM, if you're a sales guy, you're an F&I, you're an internet dude, um, or you're not even in the auto industry. To be more successful in your position in life, you need discipline, mindset, and skill. And for today, we could just put attention on sales. In general, so if you want to be better at sales, then you need to have discipline, the right mindset, and then you got to skill up. And none of these stop. Yeah, these are ongoing things. I think this is why a lot of people have challenge, or they challenge people who deem themselves experts, because it's like, how can you ever actually be an expert in something if you also realize that you have to constantly be leveling up sharpening the axe skilling up because most people think they're done after high school they got their ba and they're done or they (laughs) they they push through the 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 ba and they went and they got the ma or they got the phd or they got some initials of something at the end of their name hey you you shall not call me mister i'm a doctor yeah (laughs) yeah but even a doctor though that's the thing like even a doctor the highest level in the education system you have a doctorate you're still studying. You're still learning. You're still looking for new stuff. Like uh, a scientist, are, are, do you think they'd ever be satisfied? Like they have principles now, but then there's still hypotheses and they're reworking stuff. And like they're constantly in a state of skilling up and well, adapting in, and evolving. Yeah, the, the entire nature of their career is to constantly learn. Yes. So how, how, how therefore can I, I mean, What's interesting about that then is that their title, their role, essentially signifies that they are a professional student. A disciple. Ooh. There it is. Man, just tie uh-huh. just tie that one up with a bow. Yes. Um, you know what I love about this too? Since since you brought up Lord of the Rings in our last Wednesday word. It got me thinking, you know, like those dwarfs. See, this is a big challenge that I see. Those dwarfs don't wait till they're in battle to sharpen the axe. Correct. They're sharpening the axe in preparation to battle. Right. And today, that's kind of flipped backwards. See, we were given an opportunity a lot of people took this whole Corona thing as an opportunity to sharpen the axe. And spring I've been, break or spring training. Yeah, I've been I've been screaming for the last decade that they need to be 
sharpening the axe in preparation for the unknown. And you know what's crazy, dude? We're seeing from a sales perspective, we're seeing some sales figures now from April. And guess what? There's some dealers out there who broke records in April. They broke records, man. You're seeing it, and I'm seeing it. And you know what? There's others who were down 80%, 90% because they fired everybody. And then those people went home and just kind of sat there, and they panicked, and they canceled all their everything. And there were... There were dealers, man, who who drank the Kool-Aid or swam in it and sharpened the axe and broke records in April. Mindset. Ah, another bow. <laughs> Ties it up with a beauty, beauty red and yellow polka dotted mini. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So where's the where's the word skill come from? Well, let's define it first. But sh- shall we? Yeah, because you know it's it's interesting. Like even even a word as blatantly obvious as skill, sometimes like you just it's it's good to look at the definition and understand it. Um, what what does it mean, and does it mean what you think it means? Right. So the definition would be the ability to do something well, expertise, a particular ability. So since we're talking about mostly auto sales, regardless of your position at the dealership, that's still pretty much what we're doing here, selling cars, moving iron. So what you know, your skill set as a desk manager, your skill set as an F and I manager, your skill set as a general manager, your skill set as a dealer principal and sales guy, internet guy, right? EDC rep, receptionist, any customer facing employee is part of the sales team. Right. So, you know, are you skilling up? Are you working at getting better in your position or with the hat you wear? Yeah. That ability. And are you, could you be considered an expert in that field? Even the reception. Yeah. Right? Like most dealer principals are like gung-ho guys, right? They're looking, like they're always looking for that extra edge. And then they, but the challenge for them, they scratch their heads a lot of times thinking like, how do I roll this down to everybody else? Right. How do I get people, you know, into that same place that I'm at? And that's going to come from discipline, (laughs) mindset, right? Like knowing that it's possible, believing that you can do it, having the discipline to push and to help and not be totally afraid to let people go that just aren't going to embrace that, you know, and giving people what they need so that they can level up. Yeah, so the etymology, that. which is sort of what you'd asked for, uh, is, is this, which I think is really important because it's actually started around the late 12th century. It's the Nordic word, uh, power of discernment, distinction, the ability to make out or to adjust. Um, and then from... since Oh, yeah, here we go. So then... The skel, S-K-E-L, the root, um, comes from Germanic, Dutch, means separation, discrimination, or to cut. So, like, that means we've been talking about sharpening the saw, and that's, that's whittling it down. And as I was reading, I started thinking about, you know, Michelangelo's great quote about the Statue of David. It's like, I didn't do that. 
God did that. I just sort of moved this stuff around. <laughs> right. And, and um, you know, I think that's such an important piece as you start thinking about your abilities. You know, and you have some natural talents in you that you need to whittle away all of the junk around you so that you can pop out at your full you and be that. Yeah, and and I guess the, the thing that stands out to me is it's not enough to just rely on maybe the natural gift that you have. Hell no. You you have to then be like you you have to acknowledge you have to accept like whoa this is a gift I've been I've been given who Lord knows why I've got this but I've got it now what can I do beyond this how do I develop it further what can I do that's going to make it stronger better faster more efficient um, produce better results like whatever whatever it is. But I also I also love this for another reason, and, and I kind of ranted about it a few weeks ago, which is you might have a skill in one thing. That does not make you qualified to do another type of thing. That's completely different. Um, to be a trainer, like people, what, what was the saying you, you brought up a couple weeks ago? Like, if you can't do it, you teach it. Those who can't do, teach. Those that can't do, teach. Well, we often look at that in such a negative light. but. In a lot of instances, those that can do cannot teach. Correct. And and, and so therein lies the and whole vice crux versa. of this. Yeah, and vice versa. I might be an incredible teacher, or or here's a better one. Like maybe I am really good at motivating leaders, but maybe I'm not. You know, but but maybe I couldn't do it for my own team. But like because I've made all these mistakes for my own team, I'm learning what others should not do. Like. Wise people learn from experience. Super wise people learn from others' experiences. I know that was right. kind of, maybe that was not the best example, but you get where I'm going with that. Like, maybe I'm a good motivational speaker, but I can't motivate my own family. Well, look at theater and film. There are directors out there that should never, ever, ever get in front of a camera right. <laughs> or be on the stage. Sure. But they are brilliant, amazing directors, and they have a unique skill, not even yeah. talent. They have yeah. a skill pulling great performances marty marty should never be right in front of a camera his his best cameo was in taxi driver and after that that you just stay behind the camera that's where you belong buddy and do your deal yeah you know that and and since we're on the subject of gear grinding like folks that chalk up a dude like michael jordan to just being talented yeah you're like hold on you know and even to a degree dudes go yeah and 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 to a degree the 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 people that um there's going to be some gray area in this opinion that i have but to a degree anybody that just dismisses uh, a bodybuilder because he's on the juice i'm sorry you still need to lift the weight right and it's still freaking heavy and it requires a tremendous amount of discipline to do what a professional bodybuilder does. The fact that that dude happens to inject a whole bunch of synthetic hormones into his body to get the result does not in any way, in any way, minimize the effort, the discipline, and, and, and the hard work that goes into that. 
those guys bust their ass. Yeah. Well, and their entire life revolves around. Yes. There is not a I I watched this YouTube video. I followed the wormhole once and I stumbled across this bodybuilder. He he was not on the juice. Uh but like how much they have to eat, what they have to eat, how many times a day they gotta eat. Their whole like and 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 this guy was like, dude, I'm at the point now where I just freaking hate eating. Yeah. I hate it so much, but I do it because this is how I make my money. This is my livelihood. Right. And it's right. like, how many hours a day do you work out? And they just kind of like <laughs> hours. You know, yeah. like, come on. I'm gonna be at the gym all day and and while I'm at the gym, I'm gonna eat sixteen meals and you know, I'm going to drink this, this many gallons of water and this much protein shake and that like, and it's a science. So there's no way now my, my question always comes down to, and I think about myself in this context, in order to go to that level, to be that committed, to have a skill set to that degree, basically the question for me is what lack I get? In other words, if they're doing that and that's what makes them that great, what am I not doing? Yes. Oh, it's five o'clock. I, I'm going home. No, dude, they don't. There's no such. What? what? I don't mm-hmm. go home. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that go, well, wait, what about balance? Right. I don't particularly think I am a very balanced individual. However, um, I'm, I'm an obsessed individual. I am I obsess about the things in my life and I guess in the balance context that's what creates balance for me. I am Well obsessed. if you're going to go for balance, yeah. then why not go for abundance in all areas? Balance yeah. that. Yeah, that that's it. That's kind of how I think of it. Like I'm obsessed I'm not just obsessed about work, I am obsessed about my family, I am obsessed yeah. about my spirituality, I'm obsessed and because I am obsessed in all these things, what creates the lack of balance is that people are either fully obsessed about uh, being at home that they never want to be at work or they're fully obsessed about being at work and working that they never want to be home. That's what makes it feel like there's no balance. Right. Well, here's the other controversial statement and I've done this so I can say it and feel good about it. Sure. About calling people out on this. Is that Have you ever used family thing? first? No, no, no. Here you go. Oh, oh, Have okay, you sorry. ever used family first as an excuse to not do what you know is right. Yeah, for sure. How dare you use your family as an excuse for you to minimize your potential? How dare you? Like seriously. And how dare me cuz I did it. Yeah, twice. A lot of us do it. I mean, you know what? Like that that hits home because that's kind of a churchgoer issue. You know, it's like first love Jesus, then your family, then everything else comes after that. You know? This kind of goes back into the whole fixed belief thing. And it's right. like, and that's how I make sense of not living to my full potential. Yeah. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Like, if, if I'm loved and they're loved and we're all loved and working to provide for them is one of my, not just a temporal responsibility, but a very deeply spiritual responsibility, then why do these have to be prioritized in a linear sequence? Why can they not just be pillars that all stand on the same level and require attention? Yeah, God did not drop you here to be average. That's Grant said that over and over and over. Yeah, huge. Not put on planet Earth to be average. 
that's i mean i was raised that way not by my parents but just like inadvertently i think traditionally it's like god first family then work and so you know family first and it's like well hold on a second i work because my family is first that that's why i actually work i'm not like if it was up to me dude you saw me you saw 50 pounds heavier michael I was yeah. perfectly okay having like Cheeto dust in my beard and sitting on the couch. Do, you know, like that would have been totally fine. I do actually what I do because my family exists in my life and because I love them and because I'm obsessed with them and because I want them to rise and, and elevate with me, not one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And you do that with skill development. Skill development. Yeah, totally. You can't do it any other way. So, and that brings me to sort of the action idea, which, you know, so if you're, again, regardless of the position that you hold at the dealership or in your company, um, I'm going to li- go through a list of six things that I would like you listener folks to like really put some hard thought into and categorize and rate yourself so you know what to work on. Because that's the real thing. Like, well, what now? Now what? Right. Right. So, and since we are we are all all of us in sales, um, you can probably boil sales down to probably six specific skills, which would be your ability to control your attitude, your ability to prospect, the actual selling of it, closing a deal, following up, and you're functioning on the phone. So if you just grab a legal pad and jot those those six things down, attitude, prospecting, selling, closing, follow-up, phone handling, and then just rate yourself on a scale from one to 10. One being uh, you need a whole lot of help. 10 being you're an absolute rock star. If you give yourself a 10, you're a liar. Yeah. I imagine those are in order, right? Like those, that's a sequence. It could be, but I mean, once you, once you look at that, I mean, first of all, you shouldn't be doing anything with the wrong attitude, right? It's, it's the, it's the, it's the base of the success formula or grant success pyramid attitude, approach and action. So you need that have to have it. And that comes from your mindset and that comes from putting your discipline in, right? But once you recognize, Hey, where's my attitude at on a scale from one to 10, um, then look at, can you generate your own traffic? If you're a general manager or a dealer principal, what, what is your skill level at bringing people to the dealership? As a salesperson, what is your skill level at not being dependent upon what El Queso Grande is doing to bring people to the dealership? Yeah. Like you're, if you're a sales guy, that should be your mission would be, I never want to be dependent on fresh ups ever. Yeah. And if you're, but if you're the general manager, you're like, how do I get more people in the door? I love sitting down and kind of just looking at it and saying, Hey, uh, you know, like you had mentioned, here's, here's these six, seven things. And I'm going to rate myself out of, you know, from one to 10. I like that because it provides clarity on where, what do I really feel like I need to work on as a first priority? Right. Right. Our, our human nature is that we want to do it all at the same time. That just, we've proven time and time again, if we really think about it, that it doesn't work that way. I can put all of doesn't my work in the in. ER. No. Yeah. I, it, <clears throat> hey, I need to cauterize that 
that wound and also tie up that leaking artery and I've got to do it all. One hand's going to cauterize, one hand is going to sew. Like, you can't. You have to put your energy and attention. You you got to triage it, but then eventually you get to a point where there, 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 there comes more stability and then you're able to really dial things in while keeping the boat afloat. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, and that's how like Jordan would roll. Or even if you go back, you know, a couple of years, a couple of seasons back, well, more than that, but like, you know, Shaq was having a challenge with free throws. And so people were penalizing him all the time so that he would have to shoot and like all of that craziness. And so he got to a place where he's like, well, I'm just going to get really, really good at free throw and then they'll knock that shit off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, uh, look at how much Steph Curry practices from the three point line. And how much he dribbles with both hands constantly, right? Totally, yeah. Sits there for two hours a day just kind of dribbling with two hands. Both, you know, ball in each hand kind of blah, 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 blah. And then practices shooting with both hands. Like, the amount of attention that these pro athletes put into developing their skill is insane. Look at Wayne Gretzky, how much practice he put into being who he, you know, who he is and the skills... Like that guy's broken so many records in the NHL that I don't think they can even keep track of all of them at this point. Yeah. And that's really, it's, you know, that's the whole purpose of skilling up is identifying where you have the biggest opportunity for immediate growth and handling that. So once you got your list and you can just sort of reorganize it based on lowest to highest, and then from there, get after it. Love it, man. That is this week's Wednesday word. You got to skill up. Now, in the, in the greater context, too, I think what I want to just add to this is, yeah, there's going to be a lot that are like, oh, man, you missed the boat. You're supposed to prepare for before battle. But like, let's be honest. If you're not taking the opportunity to skill up, any time is the right opportunity to skill up. You got to constantly be skilling up. You need to constantly be investing in yourself. And I would submit, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, DPB gang, who are you expecting to invest in? you? You got to be willing mm. to invest in yourself. So there you go. That's the Wednesday word. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'd love to connect with you over on LinkedIn. And of course, check out B-Rad, David Bradley's podcast, Cardone Solutions, wherever fine podcasts are heard.